right, ladies and gents, we're going to do a quick question. Although, first things first, what are we going to call this? It's like a, it's a one-off put it segment. To, put it to the listeners. Listeners. What would you call a seven-minute segment of one question? There you go. Okay, and we're on the clock you, here. You can use the word fierce. You can use the word quick. You know, you got to keep it classy, though. Yeah. We, we want to keep it, you know, we want to keep it easy to remember. Right. But write in. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. Right. And They're use not- the ask a question button and then give us... <laughs> ideas <laughs> <laughs> and they're not all all these questions are not about like sex and intimacy this first one happens to be yeah but we will be answering questions about all things so we we, re- we received a question in earnest yes. okay and so we want to answer it in earnest mm-hmm. and i appreciate the couple who asked this question because i feel like it's something that a lot of people do um wonder about yeah. and perhaps a lot of believers probably maybe even practice or struggle yeah. with on some level so the question is this is and i'm, I'm distilling it down but essentially, it's we both enjoy watching pornography together, and we, we is it still a sin? I think the actual question is said they they kind of um, they use it as almost a learning tool um, to to get ideas or to um, I don't know, but basically is yeah, regardless of the exact use, yeah. is it still a sin if they both are consenting to it? They're doing it together as opposed to like watching it alone, right? Watching it in the dark, you know, using it for personal self-gratification. Right. And let's just be clear. It absolutely is a sin for okay. various yeah. reasons. That's um, good. It is, it is defiling the marriage bed. It is dehumanizing the people in it. It's supporting an industry that is dehumanizing yeah. and that supports the objectification and, and sexual like yeah. brokenness of people. Um, so I, I, I we'll agree with that. Scripture. Yes. Let's look at scripture because I think defiling the marriage bed. Yeah. Was, obviously the, it's obviously the popular Christian response for good reason mm-hmm. to say pornography, watching pornography it, and it is a sin regardless of how. But why do we say that right. as people who follow Christ? I think we should start with, um, I think one of the clearest uh, examples of this is just lust of the eyes, mm. right? And so I think it's in Matthew. Yeah, Matthew five twenty eight. I think Jesus is talking. He says, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in mm. his own heart. Now, the question then comes to bear is what is lustful intent, mm. right? So you're looking at, I honestly, I'm wondering this because if I'm, if I'm looking at you, can I have lustful intent for you? Meaning that I want the wife, sexual gratification from you, my wife. Yeah. Is that lust or is that in love? Okay, so is lust an orientation of the heart or does it have to do with the actual person that's being lusted after? I think it's probably both on some level because there's like a, there's a selfishness. Well, there's a heart that can motivation. Go to, like yes. you see something and then you want it and not. Yes. Yes. And it's completely. Um, it's devoid of the other person in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But at any rate, lusting after another person is offensive to God. It's a sin, as Jesus said in Matthew 5, 28. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also indicative of our, I think in Romans 6, so in Romans 1, he talks about kind of how God had given them over to the fleshly desires of their heart. Um, So pornography can be, this is a quote from gotquestions.org, by the way. He said, pornography can be the first step on a very slippery slope of ever-increasing wickedness and immorality. He quotes Romans 6, 19, as I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. It's so now present your members as slaves. He's talking about members of your body, I believe, to righteousness, leading to sanctification. So um, the addictive nature of pornography is well documented. So mm-hmm. when we subject ourselves, and we're kind of breaking this into two conversations. I should have said this at the beginning, but there's the first one, which is what does the Bible say about it? 
a lust as an individual sin, and mm-hmm. what does the Bible say about keeping the marriage bed Undefiled. free from this type of contamination? Right. So I think it's well, well, um, and if you want to look online for this, go to gotquestions.org. Go there. There's a search function. Ask, what, look, re, look up the word pornography there. It's got a question. What does the Bible say about pornography? Mm-hmm. Look that up there because there's a ton of scripture um, and there's a ton of good reasoning there. But let's t- go to the next one about what does it mean that the marriage bed is, is undefiled, which is yep. Hebrews Hebrews thirteen fourteen. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. And so the verse four, it's to be held in honor. Mm. And, by all and the greek word translation again this has got questions is undefiled uncontaminated or set apart and so the marriage bed is the sexual union that happens between a husband and wife is supposed to only be for that couple alone Mm. period that's good there's there's no other use of sexuality is ever like said it's okay in scripture right you know and it's always within the context of covenantal marriage and a selfless covenantal love right. in the context of that same marriage. Right. So don't bring anything, we always say this, don't bring anything else into your marriage bed other mm-hmm. than the two of you. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about um, different devices and things. I think that's, the Bible doesn't speak to any of that kind of stuff, but I think it does speak to bringing in other third parties, whether right. it's through pornography, whether it's on the computer, on a video, on some sort of print document, right. or bringing in obviously an actual person. Right. Um, I think it's the same thing. And it's like Selena said, there's all kinds of other functional reasons too, meaning that that per- that's a uh, um, it's an exploitation. Right. A lot of times the pornography industry is not known for being above board in terms <laughs> of not exploiting people, right. young women right. partic- in particular. Right. Um, so I wanna f- do this too. There's a heart motivation so, here, yeah. Right. And it's also, I just, can you stand before God at the end of it all and say, pornography is okay, right? Because we consented. And I'm pretty sure God's not going to say it was okay. Right. He's going to say otherwise. So I want to talk about uh, Proverbs 5 here. So this says, drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. This is talking about a warning against adultery. That's the context of this chapter. Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets? He's talking about your sex life. Mm. He's saying, don't stream them, don't don't let them just be scattered around kind of in the streets where the dirt and the muck and the feces and all Mm. that stuff is, but let them be for yourself alone and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain, this is kind of a cause and effect, let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth lovely deer, the graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Mm. So, And it says, why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? It's basically saying all these things like, it's specifically for you. And that and next verse alone. says, for a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord and he ponders all his paths. Mm. So again, God sees our heart motivation. He sees the reasons why. It's not just a, a basic question of like, hey, can we do this together? Yeah. It's what is this doing to your union? How is this going against the word of God? And why did God design mm. it to not have yeah. uh, pornography to be a part of it? So in conclusion, I think our stance is, and I think this is the biblical stance, is that pornography is far more insidious than culture gives it credit for. Mm-hmm. It's far more poisonous, and it should be avoided at all costs. Slippery slope, yes. in, in your personal life, in your married life, yes. because it goes, it rails against the purity of the marriage bed, and it mm-hmm. rails against God himself and his call against adultery. I think it cheats you out of a, a, a better, right. a more pleasurable, enjoy, a deeper enjoyment of each other, to be honest. Yeah. As a friend of mine once said, he said, we need to stop treating pornography as a fly, like a fly at the picnic, and treat it for what it is 
is it's a viper in the bedroom mm-hmm. and it will kill us. Yep. So with that said, we're, we're at eight minutes. So maybe these are eight minute segments, <laughs> eight, min, eight minute questions. Anyway, hope this is helpful to you. Uh, if you have any questions, go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. And we will try to do one of these every couple of weeks or every week or so. And until then, stay fierce.